Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm ready! Alrighty then. What is up, my millennial fam? Giacomo Tele here with another installment of Believe in Millennial Nostalgia. Now, I'm on Twitter right now, and I see that a Goofy movie is trending. A Goofy movie. It's hard to be cool when your dad is goofy. You look just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. For those of you who was a Disney fanatic back in the 90s, a Goofy movie was probably a staple of your VHS collection. I had the VHS of that movie, and I probably ran my VCR half to death watching it. This was one of my favorite movies to watch growing up. I watched it so many times a year. And the reason it's trending on Twitter right now is because it is the 25th anniversary of the release of the film. And I talk a lot about Disney stuff on this show. Uh, I was going to take a break this week, but nah, never mind. Let's talk about the Goofy movie because I don't even have to re-watch this movie to talk about it on this podcast. I've seen it so many times. Actually, I'm such a big fan of this movie that a couple of years ago at the El Capitan Theater in Hollywood, Disney screened a Goofy movie in that theater for the first time since its release. And I went on opening night with a ton of my friends. Each and every one of them grew up on that film. So it was awesome to experience it with them. And not only with them, that entire theater, I believe it seats like 1,200 people. I bought my ticket the minute they went on sale and I'm so glad that I did because within days that event was sold out. There was a costume contest. People were doing the perfect cast dance in the aisles. There was a pre-screening Q&A with uh, some of the filmmakers and voice actors from the movie. It was awesome. Being in that theater that night, you could tell that pretty much everyone in those seats grew up with this movie. It was like going to a Marvel film. The crowd typically goes wild during those things. And that's how it was at the Goofy movie screening. Anytime there was a song, people were singing along. Anytime there was an iconic quotable line, everybody would say it. People would laugh and applaud at the right moments. That, to me, is one of my favorite theater-going experiences. Having grown up watching the VHS on my own all those years, it was so cool to be in a room with a thousand-plus people who most likely had that same experience, and now we're all sharing in it. And that's what cinema is about. And I'm talking about a Goofy movie, people. A Goofy movie is one of the most 90s Disney films ever. It might be the most 90s Disney film. Everything from the way that the characters dress to the way they talk to the things that they do and the music itself. Powerline is a 90s icon and he doesn't even exist. So for those of you who didn't watch it in the 90s and are just you know, discovering it now in 2020, not sure what your experience with the film would be. I can only speak for myself and probably a lot of other 90s babies. So I'm just going to go right in and talk about why I think Goofy Movie is something that needs to be seen, though, especially if you're into Disney and you're into 90s nostalgia. Now, some of you are familiar with the Disney Afternoon. That was an afternoon cartoon block that started airing in the late 80s, but bled into the 90s. And one of the shows on that block of cartoons was Goof Troop. Oh. 
Goof Troop was a sort of animated sitcom starring Goofy. I think that's the best way I can describe it. It's it's Goofy, but he's not in his typical cartoon setting. It's like he's living in 90s suburbia. He's a single father raising his young boy, and he moves into this city right next to uh, Pete, who is also from the old Disney cartoons. And he's traditionally portrayed as a villain. In this one, he's just kind of a grumpy next-door neighbor. And I always thought that was kind of a funny twist on that character. So around the early 90s, Disney started toying around with the idea of turning these television series into movies. They decided to do a movie based on Goof Troop. And several years later, they came out with a Goofy movie, which came out 25 years to the day that I'm recording this podcast on April 7th, 1995. It didn't do the numbers that a typical Disney animated film would do, but it was produced by a smaller subsidiary of Disney, meaning that the budget was a lot lower. And the $35 million that it racked up was a relatively modest success. But it was around this time that like VHS was really thriving. And I think that's where this movie really found its success was on the home video market. So beyond the fact that we all watched this as kids, is there any other like redeeming value to this movie? And I believe that there is. So that's what I'm going to be talking about. In a nutshell, a Goofy movie is a father and son road trip starring Goofy and his teenage son, Max. Max is going through that, you know, awkward teenage phase where he has a crush on a girl, he wants to be popular, and he's, quite frankly, embarrassed of his dad. He's embarrassed to be a goof. The opening dream sequence of this movie really sets up that kind of internal conflict of Max, where we see a dream of him dreaming of this girl that he's in love with, only to be interrupted by this kind of horrifying vision of himself turning into his father, literally. <laughs> like something more out of a David Cronenberg movie than a Disney flick, but I digress. Max pulls this big stunt on the last day of school before summer vacation where he impersonates Powerline, who is a major pop star in their world, and totally hijacks the school assembly with this impromptu lip sync performance. The stunt works in Max's favor because he finally gets a date with the girl of his dreams, Roxanne. And he's going to take Roxanne to this big pay-per-view viewing party of a Powerline concert. But when Goofy gets a call from the principal... Couldn't be mine. If I were you, Mr. Goof, I'd seriously reevaluate the way you're raising your child before he ends up in the electric chair! The electric chair? Goofy here is, yeah, still kind of clumsy and, you know, goofy, but overall he kind of takes this role of the soft-spoken yet authoritative and loving father figure. And being the loving, caring father that he is, decides to be a positive influence on his son's life and take him on a cross-country road trip to go fishing. But Max, this isn't just my vacation, it's a vacation with me and my best buddy. Oh, Donald Duck? No, silly. With you! Problem is, this is gonna happen the same time that he has the date with Roxanne, so he makes up this elaborate lie. My dad's taking me to the Powerline concert in L.A. Uh, well, you see, uh, my dad, um, knew... Knows! Knows Powerline! They, they used to play together. In, in a band! Yeah! I was hoping I could, uh, wave to you 
on stage when we join Powerline for the final number. So Max and Goofy hit the open road and, you know, go through their own experiences of annoying the heck out of each other and rekindling their loving father-son relationship. And somewhere down the line, Max decides to flip the script on Goofy and lead him to Los Angeles rather than to go fishing. Of course, later on, there's a big falling out between Goofy and Max, and they have this big kind of ballad together as father and son. And it's really nice little song, um, you know, of them singing about their love for each other. And despite all of the crap that's been going on these past couple days, you know, they're going to stick it out. They're going to find a way. Nobody else but you. We turned into a true blue duo heart. Times we've had a few. And in true Disney fashion, it all gets resolved. You know, Goofy learns a lesson about letting his son grow, and his son learns a lesson about cherishing the moments that he has with his father. And it all culminates on the big stage at the Powerline concert, where he sings the iconic song, Eye to Eye, and Goofy and Max do their dance, The Perfect Cast, which to this day, still is being done like at Disney parks whenever they're playing the song. I've seen people doing it, again, like at the theater, at the screening that I went to. It's such an iconic movie dance moment. If we listen to each So that was a goofy movie in a nutshell. What I think gravitates towards not just only myself, but other kids who grew up in the 90s and early 2000s about this movie is that watching it kind of takes us back to that period of time. Unlike a lot of other Disney movies, a goofy movie takes place in the 90s. And even despite that, it still follows your typical Disney musical formula. For example, Disney princesses, they have their big I wish song. The opening song after today is sort of Max's I wish song. He wants the girl of his dreams. He doesn't want to be associated with his father in the fact that he wants to be seen as his own person. After today, she looked right through me. And who could blame her? I need a new me, plus some positive proof that I'm not just a goof. And everyone else in the song is singing about their like longing for the end of the high school year and the start of summer vacation. Something as like mundane as that getting its own Disney I Wish song. I think that's really cool. It, it like applies to a lot of kids who grew up during that time. Even kids growing up during this time. Who doesn't want to go on summer vacation? Playing off the uh, whole Disney movie musical trope even further... You know, you have movies like Pinocchio and The Jungle Book that take place either in a fantasy setting or older times prior to like transportation technology happening where the main characters have to set out on their quest on foot through these foreign lands. And they have these like big musical numbers to sing about, you know, off on the quest we go. The Goofy movie has one of those songs, too. But what's so funny about it is that it's the 90s. Goofy and his son don't have to walk on foot to go on their journey. They get in a car and hit the freeway. I'm feeling fancy free. How wonderful to be. Goofy 
movie and La La Land are the only two films, to my knowledge, that feature an elaborate song and dance number on a freeway. Coincidence? Mm, highly likely. But, eh, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't. Animatronic puppets singing in eateries and amusement parks was a huge thing in the 1990s. And, you know, whether you were at Disneyland or Chuck E. Cheese or Showbiz Pizza Place, you probably saw it. And a Goofy movie is such a product of its time that it even includes that in the movie. Goofy at one point takes his son to Lester's Possum Park. Don't you want to be mm -hmm. hanging from a tree? Uh -huh. We're mighty glad to see you in the park is always free. Here at Lester's which is pretty much Chuck E. Cheese or Disneyland. And you just see the annoyed look on his face and it's very self-aware. It knows what it's doing. And the fact that an animatronic amusement park shows up in a Disney movie, that within itself, that little nugget is like an entry into a time capsule. By the way, they need to bring back those animatronics to like Chuck E. Cheese. I think I heard they were taking them down. Like I'm, I don't care what Five Nights at Freddy's says. I'm not scared of... Chuck E. Cheese or the showbiz pizza bear coming to kill me and becoming sentient. That ain't gonna happen, all right? Bring back the animatronics, but I'm getting off topic. So the fact that they were doing that in the 90s when these things were actually happening, it's just a nice departure from most Disney, seeing things that are pretty modern. And of course, the character of Powerline is straight out of the 90s. He is like their version of Michael Jackson. And he's voiced by Tevin Campbell, who is a pop star in his own right. But to many of us 90s kids, I don't know, speaking for myself at least, I knew who Powerline was way before I knew who Tevin Campbell was. No offense to, you know, any other work Tevin Campbell's done. I've heard it. It's pretty good. But I will always and forever remember him as Powerline. At the D23 Expo a couple years back, which is the big Disney convention that's held in Anaheim, Tevin Campbell showed up at a Goofy movie panel and performed Eye to Eye from the movie. While we're on the topic of the legacy the movie has, uh, I just recently found out that the new version of DuckTales, the new reboot that's on the Disney XD channel now, actually has homages to a Goofy movie in it. The events of the movie are canon in the new cartoon. There's a scene where Dewey and Della Duck are singing the Powerline song. And then just recently, like the other day, the season three premiere came out and it featured Goofy as one of the major guest stars. And he references the events from a Goofy movie in DuckTales. This photo of me and Maxie on a roller coaster. And Max and I made a memory. That's just who we are. I thought that was like a really nice little nod to fans. But the thing I really appreciate about this movie is that it doesn't talk down to like its kid audience. Like this isn't a movie that you know, his sole purpose is to be, you know, background noise or just, you know, colorful fodder. It deals with some, you know, not super duper heavy themes, but at least more mature ones than we would get in a Goofy cartoon. And during that Q&A that I went to for the Goofy movie, uh, the director talked about how 
their big challenge was how do we tell an emotional and dramatic story with Goofy? At one point, Disney wanted to recast the voice of Goofy to like someone like Steve Martin. They didn't have much faith that Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy, had the emotional range to reach some of those moments. You know, maybe Max isn't all the things that you think a son should be, but he loves me. I was only trying to take my boy fishing, okay? I'm not your little boy anymore, Dad. I've grown up. I've got my own life now. I know that. I just wanted to be part of it. And it's really emotional, and there's some really quiet moments with Goofy. And that's something that you didn't typically see in the slapsticky, cartoony stuff. So Bill Farmer really had to prove himself that he could do both. At the Q&A, they also talked about Bill Farmer recording the entire film, but with not doing the goofy voice, the typical goofy voice. And when they put it to screen, it was off-putting. It didn't look good. So he had to go back and do both the comedic and the dramatic. I'm glad that they eventually went back to Bill Farmer and he turned in the performance that he did because I think it's the best in any Goofy-related media that I've ever seen. Being a Millennial Nostalgia podcast, I'd be remiss not to mention the voice of Pauly Shore in this movie. Pauly Shore is in a Goofy movie. For those of you who may not know who Pauly Shore is, he was a comedian, a comic actor in the 90s, and he still he still does work to this day, but he was really popular for a, you know, a pocket of time in the 90s. And th it was during this time. Just his voice alone in this movie is such a product of the 90s. And he gets some of the best lines, some of the most quotable lines in the film. Mmm, slurpage. Cheddar! Cheddar wins it! Max, look, it's the Leaning Tower of Cheesa. <laughs> Speaking of memorable quotes from this film, uh, y'all remember this one from the auditorium scene early on in the movie? Yo, Stacy! Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! Yeah, that was the voice of Dante Basco, who was Rufio in Hook and still does a bunch of voice acting to this day. Uh, you know him as Prince Zuko on Avatar The Last Airbender or Jake Long in American Dragon. So I just thought it was funny, like, thinking about that scene. I was like, that voice sounds familiar. Let me look that up. And again, another iconic nostalgic voice right there. Overall, a goofy movie, more so than many other Disney animated films, is a product of its time. This is... 90s the animated movie some of the lingo and some of the stuff that they're doing in the film is a little dated but it's so fun to see 25 years later because it just reminds me of those days and to get that feeling from an animated movie that I grew up with during those times it's just even more powerful it's more impactful it's a really, you know, nice, comedic, but also dramatic and emotional at times character piece about a father and a son seeing where their relationship stands at this very, you know, pivotal moment in both of their lives. The son wanting to have his own identity apart from his father and the father fearing that he may lose his own identity as a father if he doesn't get to and relate with his son. And just that theme alone in a movie about Goofy I still think that it's really impressive that they pulled this off. It doesn't come off as overly cheesy. It doesn't come off as them trying too hard to make a concept work. Everything fits. And yeah, it may not be one of the 
best animated movies ever made, but it is definitely, in my opinion, one of the more memorable ones, especially since you have these colorful, wacky cartoon characters in a more grounded situation and story. And I really love when films and television can do that and do it well. So to all the cast and crew of a goofy movie, happy 25th anniversary. And to all fellow fans out there, let's, uh, you know, let's commemorate. Let's turn on the Disney Plus and watch a goofy movie. And oh, bonus here. This is just something I remember from the VHS copy. Do y'all remember this music video from a group called Parachute Express showing up before the movie started on the original VHS tape? Whoa, whoa. I just could never bring myself to fast forward it. And like, again, I know this is an audio podcast, so you can't visually see it, but look it up. Dr. Looney's remedy. The the visuals are like really trippy. And like, even I knew that as a kid. So like as an adult, it's still even more trippy, but uh, yeah, I digress. Happy 25th anniversary of Goofy Movie. My name is Giacomo Thalay. Thank you again for listening to Millennial Nostalgia on the Believe Podcast Network. Remember, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and on Believe.com. If you like the show and you want to reach out to me, catch me on Twitter. I'm at G-I-A-C-O-M-O-T-H-I-L-L-E-T. You can also find me on that handle on Facebook and on Instagram. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I'll catch you back here next Throwback Thursday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.